0: everyone, and welcome to The Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of the thecinematropolis.com, your home to thoughtful conversations on film. I'm your host, Caleb Masters, and today, believe it or not, we are once again jump-starting our engines to see if this franchise can possibly continue to live its life a quarter of a mile at a time for a tenth time Roman numeral X style. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're reviewing Fast X, the latest entry in the Fast and Furious franchise, the one that is 23 years old, by the way. We'll start with an icebreaker question, as we always do, before jumping into a spoiler-free review of the film, where we'll also provide a verdict, and then we'll conclude the conversation by going into an in-depth spoiler discussion. Joining me today, as always, my ride or die, I I don't know, the letty to my... Yeah, Vin Diesel. I don't know.
1: Dom. I'll be Dom in this situation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's
0: fair. You, uh, my Dom to my Letty, uh, <laughs> and, and on the on the drag strip, my co-host on the Cinematic Schematic, an award winning Oklahoma filmmaker, Leron Chapman. Leron, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. It's because we're we're family. You know, you that's and right. I are family. You know, um, we're also Catholic. That's a lie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're also recording this on a Sunday, so we have to say grace. It's all, uh, an obliga- obligation. Rejoining us. From our F9, The Fast Saga, because yes, I did triple check. That is still the title, F9, The Fast Saga, uh, (sighs) is from KJYO-FM, the Oklahoma Film Critics
2: Circle, and the Critics' Choice Association, Jason Black. Jason, welcome back to the show. Thank you. By the way, have we confirmed that this is called Fast X and not Fast 10? I've never heard it actually spoken out loud. Okay, actually, it's funny you mention that. Uh,
0: I probably should have checked. Louis... No, no, no. Oh. The director.
1: Um, uh, Guadagnino. Guadal- Guadal- no, 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 no,
0: no. Louis Letier,
1: the one who directed this. Oh, the this. director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah this film. I went. Wait. In, one one. in an
0: interview, someone called it Fast X. Uh, uh, so uh, Io9, Jermaine uh, Lucier from Io9, called it Fast X. The interview, and he corrected him and said it's Fast Ten. Oh. Okay. So uh, there you go. All right. I know it was a surprise to me too. Then why? What are numbers? Right. <laughs> And just make the, the titling of this franchise even more confusing, right? <laughs> Lastly, I am so excited to be rejoined by a great friend of the show, podcast host, and producer. He's a principal and founder at Ader Communications. Huge Disney fan, Marvel fan, Fast and Furious family fan. Oh yeah, Chad Persman. Chad, welcome back.
3: Hey guys, thanks for having me back, man. Excited to uh, to dig into this with you all today. All right, before we get started, guys, time to say grace.
1: Oh, no, for,
0: for the barbecue? <laughs> I'm just joking. I can't. I can't. Before we get to today's review, everyone, I wanted to quickly note that if you're listening to the show and enjoy the conversation, please make sure to support us by subscribing and leaving us a rating and review on your preferred podcast app. That'll keep this podcast going another quarter mile at a time. Uh, I have a quick announcement I just want to share. Uh, because we are in mid-May, and if you are one of our Oklahoma listeners, as I expect most of you probably are. We're back again this year with exclusive coverage of Oklahoma's biggest film festival, the Dead Center Film Festival. Uh, The 2023 film festival will return from June 8th through the 11th to inspire, promote, and celebrate creativity and community through film in Oklahoma City. So starting the week of June 5th, the Cinematic Schematic will be hosting conversations with filmmakers, staff members, and other writers from the Cinematropolis team covering the festival once again this year. Gosh, I think we've been covering the festival, I mean, since the birth of the Cinematropolis, but even before that, this will be like my 10th year, I think. So if you want to keep up with the festival, you can get your passes today at deadcenterfilm.org, and you can catch all of our coverage by heading to thecinematropolis.com. Now, I think it's time to move into our icebreaker question. Who is one actor that you'd like to see crash the Fast Saga family barbecue in the next entry of the franchise who has not yet appeared? And for the prompt, I just want to clarify, I want you to name a star, describe the type of character they play, and provide their motivation of some sort. Laurent Chapman, you are one of the founding members of the Fast family here on the Cinematic Sigmatic, so I'll let you kick us off.
1: I am going to go with Ryan Gosling as driver in drive oh, hmm. and his motivation. I had to look it up real quick cause I forgot his name, but I realized <laughs> that he doesn't have one. Um, yes. Yeah, so I think his motivation is that, you know, Dom cut him off at a red light at some point during one of the various, one of these films and they're actually merged in the same universe and we just didn't know it. So, um, and I think that Ryan Gosling would ham it up in that in that sense. He would be a good addition to it. But it's also um, – he's also very good behind the wheel. So.
0: I like it because he could be a nice antithesis to the, the rest of this franchise where he plays it cool the whole time, whereas everyone yeah. else is going for over-the-top cartoon. You know, I said villains. ham it up.
1: He's very subtle in that film. So I think actually he, he would be see, a that, good counter.
0: But that's why it works, though. He hams it up by being subtle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like a yeah. punchline, like the deadpan guy, the Absolutely, straight man yeah. and the – franchise of insanity.
1: Yeah. Um, There wouldn't be strong motivation here, but it would still be cool to see.
0: (laughs) Some guy dented his car or something. I mean, come on. Yeah. 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 I like that. Drive is a great film. Uh, You should all check it out. (laughs) Chad, uh, here's the thing. Chad, I'm glad to have you to the show. And your answer here is going to be very important because how you answer on this podcast is going to determine whether or not you're at the next family barbecue. Uh Uh-oh. What I mean, there's not a threat. I'm just saying oftentimes in the film franchise, someone shows up as a bad guy. And then later, <laughs> it turns out that they're a member of the family.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. What are your picks? So uh, it's interesting. You you decided to bring in uh, Lamar uh, that another movie and add it to the universe. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm actually going to introduce. We're going to finally meet. um, brian's dad we're gonna find out what happened and it turns out that he actually runs uh a uh, a car theft ring uh and that is the reason that he was not involved in brian's life i'm thinking about who can we bring that that has the kind of melodramatic chops that can add a whole other level to the Fast franchise. So, I'm coming at you with Nicolas Cage. We're getting Nick Cage yes, coming yeah, in. Wow.
1: Also gone 60 seconds. Gone, so gone. Yep,
3: exactly. He's already got the car driving experience. I think we just layer onto that character that, you know, it, the 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 next movie they're trapped in the US and they need to get a bunch of cars and the only person that they know uh that can that can get the cars that they need uh because you know the agency is still down on them uh you know they're gonna have to go to they're gonna have to go to nick cage and start start you know boosting cars
1: i love that he also drives angry
0: he does drive angry that's (laughs) a good that is a great call very underseen movie laran i have to say Well, Chad, I think that might earn you a spot, you know, that might upgrade you from villain to a new member of the family at the barbecue, I have to say. (laughs) It's a safe bet. It's a safe bet in this franchise.
2: Jason Black, who you got? Well, speaking of villains um, that will probably not be invited to the barbecue, but this franchise is known for its villains. Um, This franchise is known for its vague cultural backgrounds of each of its characters. And so I learned a term from Laron on the F9 uh, podcast, and that was the term passing white. So (laughs) I'm going to say we need someone that is passing white with a vague cultural background. That is a villain. That's a little unhinged. And let's also note that this is a universal franchise, which is a big, big, I would say, adversary to Disney. And that means there's only one guy that could be the next villain. Ron DeSantis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yikes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I mean, that would be pretty threatening. So that, okay, if you bring Ron DeSantis in, would there have to be, Disney have to be like the location, Disneyland in Florida, would that have to be? Sort yeah, the of go part carts.
1: Of, yeah. go carts. No. The
2: well, I don't know. He's the villain. So I don't know that Dom necessarily wants to save Disney. I'm just saying, you know, he just fits the fits the role. Yes. Okay. Uh he's on a book tour, you know, maybe maybe he's uh trying to get to the next <laughs> yeah. stop.
0: They can heist the box of books. That's what they do. They'll they'll, yeah. they'll steal all the books from his truck, you know, old school. Yeah, right. right. Just,
2: like the VCRs and D V D players from the first one. This yeah, one it's Ron DeSantis' books. <laughs>
0: You know, you ever stop and think. I, I, I Laura and I, we, uh, she had, there was a couple she hadn't seen. So we rewatched, um, specifically F7. Uh, she hadn't seen that one or F8, but I, we skipped F8 for reasons. But, yeah. uh, watched, uh, Furious Seven. I know Chad's throwing <laughs> his Well, I'll give you a chance, Chad, just one minute. But, uh, Furious Seven, we, we watched it and she's like, didn't this start, because we watched uh, the first five before sure. uh, yeah. nine. She's like, didn't this start with them stealing DVD players from a truck? Yeah. And now we're parachuting cars out of planes.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Glorious. So you want to bring it back like to the origins by going back to just stealing yes. books. Yeah. Books. Yeah. Books. <laughs> books.
0: Back to the basics, uh, you know, again, uh, if you listeners, you have a ample opportunity. We talked at length in our F9 review about what they could do with the franchise, maybe. And one, I think one of the things the table agreed with at the time was, let's go back to basics approach.
1: Like strip it back and make it a, a nice, you know, like what we what happened in the first one. You know, that mm-hmm. vibe of the first one where it's just like not all the hijinks, just something simple. I'd say like what they did with Logan, you know, with mm. uh, Wolverine. You know, like, something very low-key would be a nice, sobering conclusion. But they're not interested in that.
0: They're not interested in that, uh, clearly, from the direction of this one. You know, I'm glad you brought up the the Wolverine example, though. It's great because, you know, what's great about specifically the Wolverine, but I I think this also extends to Logan uh, similarly, is, like, the stakes aren't the world is going to end if they fail. You know, it's very – especially the the second one. It's very personal. Mm. This guy is trying to –
2: Remember that's why I want them to do Cannonball Run. I just think they should just that should be the next one. Let's just race across the country. Yeah. Seriously, and you you call in favors, Mister Nobody shows up, offers
0: Dom like some sort of vehicle. I don't know. Jackie Chan's in it. There you go. Jackie Chan's in it. Well, Dom DeLuise's corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of corpses, that takes me to my (laughs) pick, which is, I think you cast Ryan Reynolds, but not just Ryan Reynolds. Also, Jeff Bridges. Mm. We're going to do a crossover from R.I.P.D. Oh. All right? (laughs) Because I'm not going to spoil this movie specifically, but this franchise has a hard time keeping people dead, right? (laughs) So so there's going to be a couple of investigators being like, what is going on? These people were dead. Now they're not. I have to investigate. There's a supernatural Mm. phenomenon going on here. I have to investigate, right? So you bring them in to kind of interrogate why these people just keep coming back from the dead. Yeah. And then they're therefore trying to put them down permanently because mm. they're like, you're supposed to be dead. Yeah. Dead is dead. Come on. Right. Yeah. And, is uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think Ryan Reynolds, uh, brings a little bit of the chaos energy. There's already so much of that. So I don't know. Maybe he's competing, uh, for airtime with Jason Momoa now, but, uh, I do think Jeff Bridges could be a nice foil. Yeah. It's just like all the yeah. car, like old man, like what's up, with all the cars oh yeah
2: absolutely on that note i think rdj for real would be a good would be a good villain oh yeah i think just i made me think of that because iron man with jeff bridges yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i think rdj i just want him to let him have fun yeah exactly at this point we just want to merge all these these universes into this space
0: well we know he loves cars apparently he's got a whole hbo max series coming out about his very expansive sports car collection so Mm -hmm. you know i think there's something there excuse me you mean
2: max original
0: Oh, what's
2: it called? Yes,
3: it's called Max now. Yes, I mean if if we're gonna go with that, like bring in Jay Leno, who right, like, and it it (laughs) turns it turns out he just rebuilds all of the cars that have been destroyed over there, right? Like Mm -hmm. he actually has this giant garage that's nothing but destroyed Chargers that have been like (laughs) you know wrecked over the past twenty years, and and like he's just he he keeps he keeps the history of it all. And his
0: motivation is you have no respect for the car. You yeah. say that you live by the car, but look at all these destroyed cars that I I've mean, rebuilt.
1: I think about it. They show up pretty the cars and by the end of it, it's
0: demolished and of course, Jay leno would turn not only re- rebuild these cars, but he'd also secretly bu- bu- uh, be building some sort of mech in the garage, of course, right?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean
3: <laughs> uh, we can talk about that later. How we haven't gotten to that point, i I don't understand. That seems to be the only place left to go.
0: <laughs> I thought so, there's there's like two pla- – after going to space, I was – an F9, I was like, I don't know where they go from here, yeah. and we're going to talk about where they go in fast decks, but I'm still saying mechs, that's a good one. Time travel, there's like – there's, there's oh, almost wow. nowhere left to go. The moon – they could actually go to the moon proper, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, listeners. Who is one actor you'd like to see crash the Fast Saga Family Barbecue? You can let us know by uh, sending us an email at thecinematropolis at gmail.com or hitting us up on social media on Twitter at thecinematrop or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thecinematropolis. Chad, you were not on our F9, the Fast Saga review. And I and I don't want to speak for the table. Maybe we can go, we'll can we go around and do quick kind of a quick update for listeners who didn't catch that episode but uh Laurent and Jason and myself all spent a lot of time with friend of the show Brockley diving into our affinity for the entire franchise and uh we didn't hear from you so maybe you could tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the Fast Saga what is your history and relationship with the franchise
3: yeah um i have seen all of them in the theater since 5 so I have loved this franchise from the beginning. I think like a lot of folks, I found it on probably home video, home DVD, probably pre-streaming. I'm guessing that I probably had seen at least Too Fast, Too Furious you know, on a Sunday afternoon TNT like a hundred times. The best uh,
0: place to watch it,
3: really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I've been on board with the franchise, You know, maybe not from the very beginning, but for a while right now, uh, we have a couple of friends that we always go to see these films, you know, with them on opening weekend, uh, you know, have a discussion about it afterwards. Uh, it's it's always like it's just something that we've been looking forward to. I, you know, not to spoil kind of my reviews of this, but like, I can't get enough of this franchise. I, I want to see I want to continue to see more of it uh and then you know i i don't know did you guys do your full full rankings so uh, like uh, we did a full we watch we watched every we planned it so every friday night leading up to the release of f9 we watched it family night. yeah it was family night, night. <laughs> and literally like we had this was the, at the time of like uh you know uh we were still kind of in covid and uh so we were doing friday night movies with friends where we were all like in a chat thread anyway and so friday night movies were all the fast and furious leading up to the leading up to f9 uh i watched five through nine to prep for for x uh again i didn't feel the need to go back to the the dv really days um (laughs) they they did a good enough job kind of reminding us where we where we came from so yeah ride or die for this franchise uh love it um yeah i don't know what uh
0: would you say, uh, we? Ha- you know, we did rank them last time, so yeah. I- we'll save that. I don't think I put that in the discussion outline, but maybe uh, after, yeah, M- maybe once we get through our spoiler-free review, we can kind of outline where we rank, you know, how we would rank these movies. Um, but uh, maybe we could start here for Chad, just to give you a little more context for our listeners. What would you say is, is your favorite and least favorite entries of the franchise?
3: Okay, so least favorite, I'm going too fast, too furious. I, I think that's like probably widely considered the one that makes the one at the bottom, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for everyone else. Um, I don't know that I would put it on the top of my ranking, but I think my favorite continues to be three. Like to- I-, I was like a Tokyo Drift fan. I feel like before, be- certainly before the retcon. Uh, and like, I love this film. I think it has the best soundtrack of all in the Fast and Furious films. Uh, I think it has the perfect mix of just like, actual race car technique and like the 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 races are just absolutely gorgeous in this film like it continues to be i i will revisit that film like pretty regularly from time to time and just just marvel at kind of the gorgeousness of it
0: you know you could argue that's the the film that saved the franchise because uh, originally three was going to be straight to dvd uh and that's also uh the one that justin Lin jump yeah. the board. And you know, obviously I think I think the consensus last time was that F5 is really the main yeah. movie that relaunched this franchise as a new thing, but you don't get Fast 5 without Tokyo Drift. I personally rank Tokyo Drift a little little lower, but uh it has its fans, and it's good to hear. Uh real quick for our listeners who maybe didn't catch our F9 review, uh Jason, like what are your just general thoughts on this franchise at this point?
2: Well, I thought F9 was terrible. Um, so I, 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 you know, I love the franchise. I own t-shirts and hats and he's wearing one. Right uh, now. yeah, I got the fast five t-shirt on. Uh, but I was doing a little bit of inventory on it lo- not long ago. And I thought, I think there's actually more bad movies in this franchise than there are good ones. <laughs> um, I thought eight was terrible. I thought nine was terrible. So I really had pretty low expectations for this one. Um, so where do I think the franchise is? I think it's completely off the rails and I will see them on opening night for as long as they make them.
1: <laughs>
2: I am in that pretty much
0: that exact same spot. I liked F9 more than you, but uh yeah.
1: I, I actually quite liked nine, yeah. but I think I but for the sheer ridiculous I, I,
0: I did rewatch F9 before uh Fast X and I still like the magnets, man. That that was a <laughs> cool there's a lot of cool stuff in that movie. Uh LaRon, how about you?
1: Yeah, generally it's weird because this is one of those those franchises where like I didn't know I loved it as it's going along because like I like you said I went to every single one of them as as they came out but um, it wasn't really until five that I was like okay maybe I really like this franchise you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like because I just was just a committed film goer you know so I think five through seven are great like they're just great you know and then. Everything about one through four, you know, is in five, you know, the great parts of those things. You know, the only thing good, I think, from Too Fast, Too Furious is Ludacris and Tyrese. We got them from that and brought them into the fray. For me, three is a little lower on my list, unfortunately, but I did. I, I like the, the the plot with Han, you know, so I mean, like we get that. That's brought into it. So um, I think at some point after five, they realized what they had, that these were Saturday morning cartoon you know, action films. And when they leaned into that and there wasn't this self seriousness about it and there was this winking at the camera, kind of self knowing that's when it became fun because now I can, I'll accept any ridiculous thing they throw at me as long as we know. And we comment on how ridiculous it is, you know? So,
0: and they keep making it great. Like that's yeah. the it's yeah. the, the formula is like, it's, it's a combo of it knows what it is. The action's actually pretty good. And but it's also while it knows what it is, it's also sincere enough in what it's saying about the, the family and the themes, and yeah. even though the there's character- heart in
1: these films, yeah. surprisingly, you yes. know, like I, it lands to varying degrees. But it but the through line here is that we do like these these characters, this this core unit of people, mm-hmm. you know. So if we didn't like them, we wouldn't keep coming to them because the plots aren't keeping us here.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I um so I'm with LeRon. I think five through seven in my mind is the the peak. Yeah. Um I thought not to repeat too much what I said F9 F8 Fate of the Furious almost killed my interest in the franchise. It it yeah. like it it lost the self-awareness that I valued. It the action was garbledy gook half the time like I couldn't it it was hard for me to understand what was like what was happening? Or where it, we were in it, the story? It, yeah. The edit- i don't know if it was the editing or the directing. What for whatever reason the action and the clean, clear action set pieces w- weren't there. F9 brought it back for me. It brought it back enough that I was like, "All right, I'm back on board. I'm back on track. Uh, yeah. These are still super fun." And uh, yeah, I, Chad. I, I mean, you kind of earlier gave me the the, the the what's going on when I I said I didn't like the eighth movie. Eight?
3: You a fan? Yeah. I mean, we get cipher like so yeah there's i mean the the thing that looking at looking at now x like x kind of picks and chooses the best of each of the franchise right and kind of remixes it i i I think that you know just to kind of uh, again a little preview of like where i think this'll this'll go Uh, you know eight has its merits i mean i probably put it towards in the bottom third unfortunately like i agree but but I don't know. For me, the only bad films in this are are two and four. Like those are actually yeah. the only ones that I th- that like I think those are definitely at the bottom. And then I think everything else above it is like better than better than average is kind of still where I put it. But I absolutely agree. Five, six, seven, I actually put six at the top of my list. Cause I think Ooh. six is when they lead to your point. Like five is where they realize what they have, but at the end of the day is still like. We're boosting money from a guy, right? Like, there's nothing. Yeah. And six is when they're like, "Oh, the world will end if this guy gets this piece of <laughs> yeah." You know, like, if the high tech MacGuffin like has mm-hmm. incredibly and just the you can see the money into it, like the races, the chases, like that London scene is still great to look at. So, uh, yeah, I I put I agree five, six, seven, like as a whole are the are the pinnacle of the franchise. I put six at the top top. um, for for me. And then again, like seven, we get Statham. Like there's something great and redeeming out of all of these films from five on, right? Like we get The Rock, then we get the the Shaw brothers and we get Statham. Then we like each one gives us a little piece. I, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. I like the Cypher character. So eight gives us that and it maybe gives us something more that we find out about at the end of x to tease a little bit for the, for the, the the spoilery discussion to come yes
0: well there you have it ladies and gentlemen there are our takes on the franchise as a whole let's go ahead and get into our spoiler free review of
2: fast x let's start back at the beginning shall we los angeles 2001 humble roots, local kids, street racers who became hijackers. Graduated to high-speed smuggling, mobile jailbreaks, train robbers. If it could be done in a car, they did it. If it violates the laws of God and gravity, they did it twice. But the days where
0: one man behind the wheel of a car can make a difference,
1: are over. It's time to prepare for what's coming. You might want to buckle up.
0: So Fast X is described as Dom Toretto and his family are targeted by the vengeful son of the drug kingpin Hernan Reyes. And I'm sure you guys all remembered Hernan Reyes, right? You guys, you know, obvious flashback. You remembered when they said that's who he I didn't remember his name, but I absolutely yeah, knew yeah, who yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay, a few just fun tidbits uh, for listeners that might frame this uh, conversation a little bit. And feel free to jump in on a couple of these because I think it's kind of meaty behind the scenes drama. Uh, as I noted earlier, uh, this film franchise is 22 years old. Uh, another big piece of news related to this film is that longtime Fast Family director, Justin Lin, as I noted earlier, I would argue the guy who was Kind of the secret sauce to making these movies work for a while, because he directed Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, uh, F5, F6, and F9, was originally slated as the director of Fast X, going as far as to actually starting production. So they were actually filming. And according to Hollywood Reporter, mere days into production, he resigned from his position after a major disagreement with Vin Diesel- Though Universal's official stance is that the disagreement was with the studio, not Vin Diesel. Mm. Uh,
2: Lynn does retain his credits as a writer and executive producer. Hey, hold on, real quick, LaRon. Yes. Vin Diesel, good looking or not? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Better than the Rock? No.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Don't, let's not get crazy. <laughs> Paul Locker. Oh, he's top. Yeah. Top yeah. Okay. Way better. Lin- yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Also, Vin Diesel one <laughs> through five, way better looking than post same yeah 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 okay good, yeah. okay on the same page just making sure
0: <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh, gosh, I'm going to butcher his last yeah, I'm name. Sorry. It's oh. French. It's French. It's a Louis Letier. 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 Let's Thank that. you. Uh, he is known for directing The Transporter, The Incredible Hulk, Clash of the Titans, and the Now You See Me films. He was brought in as a replacement during production. So talk about a big job. Hey, you want to get onto this car while it's driving 95 miles per hour down the highway? Can you take the driver's wheel and get us to the destination? And you
2: have to deal with Vin Diesel. <laughs>
0: Yeah, a backseat driver who's
2: constantly kicking your chair. Vin Diesel's the gift and the curse of this franchise. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about this on our F9 review. Oh, I remember. uh, Quite a bit. Uh, And what's sad is the stories about him have only gotten worse Mm -hmm. since that review. So one one instance in particular... The one that, and this one, I, I don't even think like it's a behind the scenes because he made it a very public thing was when he was trying to get The Rock to come back. Yeah. He posted this Instagram post yeah. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and that was just hyper manipulative. It was like, do it for Paul Walker's kids and the fans. Yeah. And uh, The Rock never responded to it, although he did respond in a CNN interview when they asked him about it. And he said, we settled this privately months ago. So I don't know why he would, he would air this publicly. Yeah. So, I have
2: thoughts on this once we get to the spoiler part. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to table this.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll table it. But I just want to make that note that there has been even more public disputes and behind the scenes
2: stories about Vin Diesel's. Uh, well, and the Justin Lin, uh, I know you said it's supposedly the studio, but the word was is that Vin wouldn't come out of his trailer. Right. That Late. he wanted to rewrite scenes and, or they, they hadn't been written. And Vin said things like, we'll just let it happen or we'll see where the. Mood takes us, or things like that.
0: Well, what the, the that Hollywood Reporter story, and I'll link this in the show notes. It was sort of stating that Justin Lin had a script that was he thought was locked when they went into production, and Vin Diesel kept coming in and saying, "Hey, what if we did this and that?" Mm-hmm. and like tried to add more stuff. And you have to remember, this is on an already pretty tight production timeline. Yeah. This is only two years after the last film, so these movies yeah. are cranking out fast.
1: Yeah, they were they yeah. were banging them out. They were coming out like once a year for a while. And mm-hmm. It was like. It was like the Saul franchise for a while there. It was just like... Well, the one quote that uh, multiple sources
0: reported on was that Justin Lin said, this movie is not worth my mental health. So, mm, yeah. Eh, anyway.
3: Mm, well, uh, Interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, now, speaking of Vin Diesel, the last tidbit I just want to throw out there as a little bit of setting the table for this film is... And you may recall this from our F9 review where we talked about this as well. In a 2021 interview, Vin Diesel stated ahead of uh, F9... That Fast X was the penultimate entry of the franchise. I remember we even made fun of him. He said F9 is the first entry in a trilogy that will conclude the saga. Okay, so 2021 F9. However, on the press tour for Fast X, Diesel has been more recently saying Fast X is actually the first of a trilogy, oh my gosh. expanding on previous statements that this was merely a two-part film. Guys. I don't know if we're in chapter one or chapter two (laughs) of the finale, finale, but uh, here we are. All of that said, what are your overall thoughts on Fast X? Chad, as our special guest, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of the film?
3: (laughs) Completely ridiculous. Absolutely loved it. Great, great time at the theater. I I think still in the top half, I I would put this, but certainly not not the top. Like I said, I I think they, I think they play the hits. I don't know if that was written in or because of all of this drama of the, you know, the rewrites and the, where they are. Uh, But like, look, if you, if you love the previous nine plus one spinoff films, like I don't know how you don't like this one. Uh, That's kind of like, you're, you're either locked and loaded into this thing or you're like, you're already out and like some, some podcasts have already listened to right like you're only going to see this because you have to review the latest film in like the next big franchise but if you're a fan you're you're gonna be a fan of this i i will say the only other thing i think i say uh you you still feel some of the covid protocol kind of stuff in this film to me you know i we i don't really know were some of these people actually on the same soundstage as each other? Were any of these people in the same room? Um, You know, were who actually traveled to all of these exotic locales? I can't really tell you for sure. So some of that starts to bleed through. And I think, you know, we can talk about kind of the Paul Walker of it all as well, right? Like there's a lot of backstage drama that we just know publicly about this entire franchise. And it's kind of sometimes hard to separate that from the film itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hence the fact that we had had to make like three disclaimers about behind the scenes drama, because it, it does kind of play into why certain creative decisions are made or why things are weird. If you have that extra context, you can kind of in your head one way or another, kind of justify it a little, little more. Um, I don't know. At least that's my perspective. Jason Black. What did
2: you think? Well, I, I have a lot of thoughts on what we just said, but I feel like it's for later in the discussion. So Paul Walker changing directors. So we'll we'll leave it for that. I pretty much echo Chad entirely. I, I There were a few scenes that were laugh out loud, roll your eyes, ridiculous, most of them involving a child. <laughs> but for the most part... <laughs> like and when i say involving a child i mean a child i don't know murdering people but um i i had a good time with it actually i i as i said didn't like fate didn't like f9 had low expectations and walked out going well i thought that was pretty fun i i thought that was i thought that was pretty good but there are some scenes that are just ridiculous there's one point that I laughed
0: very hard and I it was a moment that I think was supposed to be emotional <laughs> and I won't spoil what Did it, it is all Vin
1: Diesel's face
0: uh, Lauren <laughs> 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 Chapman what were your overall thoughts on the film
1: yeah I echo what what, what both of you say I think um, I, I, I I keep defending f9 um, I I enjoyed it. And you make a good case for it. I will give you that. It's I, still terrible,
2: but you make a good yeah, case. And I yeah, I can't
1: say any of these are definitively good. I think all these, I I look at these films kind of like, you know, like ice cream is really good. It's not good mm. for me, Ooh. but I enjoy it. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's how I look at this. This is junk food. And um, I I just think that fast Fast 9 gave me all of the greasy, you know what I mean? Like everything I needed from it um because i was really as you said checked out after after eight because i, I was so disappointed yeah by eight it. gave you a cold big mac and you're like i'm done with big macs i'm, forever. Done, this. I'm done never doing this again you failed me one time <laughs> it's like you know but um but i agree with you about the cypher character i mean I, I love charlize theron i think she was criminally underused in that film um but i'm glad that she was continued to be part of the franchise so i'm happy she's here she um, has the
0: most to do here than she has in any of the movies. Yeah,
1: yeah and she has actually pretty pivotal, you know, the launching pad of the, the inciting moment here. I'll tell this. you what,
2: if nothing yeah. else, there's three or four Academy Award winners in this movie? Yeah, four. Yeah. Four? Four? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because
1: you got Rita. You oh, got Rita. Yeah, right. Rita Moreno, Charlize Theron, right. Brie Larson, and there's one more. Uh, uh, Dame Helen Mirren. Mar- Helen Mirren. Yeah. I'll tell you what yeah. this
2: does, though. This... This truly, this script and this movie, it shakes out to to show you truly who is a good actress. Oh, sure, because Charlize Theron is so much better than everybody else in this movie. I agree. Yep, and Brie Larson, and I like Brie Larson. But sure. she's terrible in this, and you, <laughs> yeah. you look at this and you're like, all these people have an Academy Award, and look at how good Charlize is compared to the rest. Yeah,
3: of Yeah, she's so okay. good that you have to lock her away in a prison cell.
1: <laughs> yeah, <Yes. Yes>. well, <laughs> sure. It's so, like, no, so, you can't, you can't outshine yeah. all the other actors.
0: <laughs> 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 so I've been, I, Jason, you raise a great point because uh, I also thought Brie Larson was very bad in this. Now I want to, however, I, I, love don't, her. I don't necessarily want to throw her under the bus though. I just. Yeah, it's one of those where this is probably a unique assignment. And oh, she it's just the she, script. Yeah, it yeah. absolutely. Is and the she script. feels like she's just in a different movie. Sure, I don't like. It's not necessarily that it's maybe in a different context. It wouldn't be bad, but it just feels like wildly out
2: of sync with everyone else. I don't blame her. I blame the script. Sure. I'm just saying what it does is it it gives a really good case for how who can Charlie who, who can
1: who can take this material yes. and give it some gravitas. No matter what, yeah. she's yeah. good, right? and that yeah. Shirley's their own. Yeah but to sum it up yeah basically um i i like this less than nine but i like it more than eight and i like it more than two and i like it more but i like mm-hmm. it more than four so it's it's it falls somewhere in the lower mid section for me um so yeah yeah still enjoyable but but not great
0: yeah hey i think this is great uh, unlike f9 where it was a very divided table i think i'm i think we're all kind of on the same page generally i listen i had fun with f9 i really liked it um, I think I might've liked it a little better than this one only because, uh, I really thought the mag, i, I having just rewatched F9. I thought the magnet, the use of magnets was a really innovative, um, kind of gimmick. Sure. that they used throughout the ninth movie even though that's not how magnets work oh not yeah, yeah. Can, okay. no, no, no,
3: no 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 of course I, not.
1: <laughs> this is how gravity works or logic or something
3: <laughs> I think the magnets are the are, are the top of the heap for ridiculousness of the franchise like I but there's nothing awesome. in this yes. film that tops magnets as 100% 100%, yeah. 100%.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, sure. also in nine don't you get that that first major set piece is it in Costa Rica or somewhere kind of tropical I can't remember yeah. later on that was a really good like with the mines and stuff I really enjoyed that um, Oh, yeah, that's quite yeah. a bit oh where
0: and, they swing
1: the car across
3: the canyon yeah <laughs> like
0: Tarzan yeah. swing it across the <laughs> yes. canyon yeah yes. uh, Love they, that. They, so, and so also so. how could we forget that was cool but also even the fact that the ludicrous uh they drove a car across a collapsing bridge yes you know we always get distracted by the swinging car but also there was a wooden bridge that had collapsed that they somehow dro- drove across yeah it, yeah. it was insane yeah. Yeah. i think i liked the action set pieces more i thought they were more creative and just more interesting and, and f9 oh yeah so i think that yeah. they they top F10. Yeah. That said, you know, Jason Momoa, we're going to talk about a lot more here in a second, oh, but okay. he really he upped the this movie almost an entire letter grade for me. Absolutely. Because yeah. this movie I actually think could have been pretty mediocre, mm-hmm. frankly. It could have felt like we were going through the motions, but he just brings in the chemistry Talk about actors who understand the assignment. Yeah.
2: He's oh, like, i got thoughts.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he shows up and, and delivers 125% Joker Ooh. antics. Ooh, like, yes. you know. <laughs> yeah. And whereas I feel like most of the bad guys that we've seen, while cartoonish and, and whatnot and silly, they so all bland. feel like kind of like James Bond
1: type villains. Yeah, kind of stoic and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know. Right.
0: Right and there's like a government agency. This dude is straight up a comic book movie yeah, villain.
1: He's flamboyant. Let's right.
0: I'll get out. Yeah. And uh, that really brought it up a lettergate of for me. So whereas I think the action is a little weaker, the, the villainy and the silliness of some of the story beats, I really admire and had a lot of fun with, even if again, in other hands, less competent hands or with less competent performers could have been just really bad material. Cause again, the script is not great in okay. my opinion. Yeah. Also I, this is kind of a spoiler, but I think we should be honest about this. This is half a movie. Just gonna yeah, put that out there. I, I, don't, well, I don't. I think
1: people should know that. Or right? I think They should. Are you mean it's a third of a movie? Maybe well, well, we, we don't yeah. know. <laughs> but it's either a
0: half. It's an incomplete
1: movie. It's a two and a half hour third of a of a yeah. movie.
0: Yeah. It's hard for me to accurately assess how it handles certain character decisions if um, we have not seen the full picture. Exactly. Um But uh you know. I guess we do get to see Vin Diesel try to save the Catholic church. So try. that's
1: funny. yeah. <laughs> he saved Catholicism. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. Let, let's, let's talk about, let's actually talk about in um, more in depth. So overall, I think we're all pretty positive middle of the pack, not the best, not the worst uh, fun time. Yeah. A little above neutral is how I. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, I think that's solid. Let's talk about Jason Momoa though. I mean,
2: Jason, you've got thoughts. Tell I me. do. First thought is talk first Laron. Absolutely yes. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> okay.
2: I do not so, know the origin of this bit,
3: but I love it.
1: <laughs> it, started, it started today. It started literally I, yeah. before this episode. <laughs>
2: um, okay. So, I think your question about did changing the directors what did that what did that mean to the movie? I think it is very clear. Oh yeah. That there were two different. Jason Momoa's on this set. Oh. And because there is a snakeskin jacket, hair down, a little menacing, we're in spoiler territory now? No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. Um, There are times where Dante, Momoa's character, is, like I said, a little menacing, wearing a certain outfit. And then there's a time where he's got painted nails, hair in a bun, silk, clothing and he is not a completely different character, but I think it's pretty obvious to me the two different director influences on this character. In fact, I almost wonder if they said, hey, he just gave us something in one of those scenes that I think we need to lean into and let's go back and do reshoots and really lean into it because there is an inconsistency in this character to me. Now, that being said, I think it's almost amazing because It is really entertaining. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to enjoy it. I mean, just putting it out there. Sure. Um, But I thought that it made the movie way more fun, but not as, he, he didn't quite get there for me, but I thought I really liked that he went for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, uh
0: would you how would you maybe how would you compare him to past fast villains? You know, do you do you
2: like him more, like him less? Yeah, I I'm into it. I, all the villains become friends, so it's hard. It, it really Which, is. The hard. movie self references in a really great hey, way better than Jacob. By the way, speaking of people oh, yeah. that just completely changed characters, oh, 180
0: one eight. Because yeah. our biggest complaint yeah. around the table on F9, if you go back and listen, was all of us were like, he can't do anything remotely dramatic. No, and they lean a hundred percent into the comedy with him. Well, they in heard mind. our
1: podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Oh, that, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> LeBron. How about you? I, I was. I ate this up. I thought. I I agree with you. It went up a letter grade for me just on Jason. I think anytime he's on camera, I was having a good time. Um, Because again, like you said, he understood the assignment. Um, I felt like some of the interplay that I normally enjoy between the characters, I felt like Ludacris and Tyrese in this one were really weak this time around, like their dialogue was just flat and the comedy didn't land this time. And I normally love their interplay. A lot of dead air in between the set pieces for me in this one. Uh, but Jason Momoa kind of filled that void for me, you know, so I thought that he was, like you said, really leaning into it. I agree with you, the opening scene that we see him mm-hmm. in, you know, very straight laced, like very, like, you know, And on the
2: bridge, I think there's a... Yeah. Maybe not on the bridge. There's another scene, though, where it's like, okay, this is early shoot yeah, Momoa.
1: Yeah. It's It is slightly inconsistent, but generally speaking, there's this... Again, this flamboyance to him, like the scene where he, I mean, we're getting into a little bit of spoilers, but not too much. Like when he's painting the nails of the two, whatever, and yeah. having a conversation with, I was like, okay, we're going bad boys too with this, Just with the level of ham. The, debauchery. And yeah, so- and but I appreciated that because it made him stand out. It made him interesting. Uh, we'll get late into it later about his motivations and whether it <laughs> warranted this. But um, but I, I enjoy. I enjoy. I mean, you can do all of this, and you know, like if you can accomplish all of this, you can't. You can't kill Dom Toretto. I mean, he's literally right in front of you. But let's race, yeah, before we do. And his vague cultural background, which right. they do explain, They do kind of explain. Yeah.
0: Hey, listen, listen, Lauren, you you totally missed the point. He doesn't want to just kill Dom Toretto. Listen to yeah. suffer, yeah. Yes. yeah, I get it. Because that's it's what his like,
3: dad told him to do. Clearly, him and his whole... dad had a very healthy relationship.
1: Right, <laughs> clearly. Right. <laughs> right, I loved him so much that I have to do all of this to you for doing this to me, even though you really did me a favor. But whatever, it's fine. It's the old Austin Powers thing. Let me tell you my plan, yeah, and we'll talk about this later. But right now, let's just have this little bit where we, you yeah. know, it's just <laughs> kind of silly. But you know, I lived for the Jason Momoa of this. I think he, in many ways, saved this from sheer mediocrity.
0: Yeah, that that yes, hundred yeah. percent yes. Uh, Chad jason momoa what are your thoughts yeah
3: i I mean instantly top of the mountain for for the franchise villains to your point you know even if you take the ones that have now become family but you know were villains at the time like i would have put statham at the top before this and i think momoa is like a whole other different level above that so no doubt I, i mean i they needed a villain to kind of stick around. You know, if we are getting one or two or however many more movies, like he's the perfect one to do it to your point. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have compared him to the Joker. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense, but uh, other than the explanation of like, Oh, he's just a psychopath and he's, you know, he's a little uncaged and, you know, therefore like we can give him a bunch of exposition of why is he rattling this off to nobody in particular? Oh, it's because yeah. he's crazy. So, like, he he accomplishes a lot with that, but absolutely, like, the number one thing that we talked about walking out of this film is is how good he is, and like, I I you know I can't wait to see the next one because of him.
2: You know, you guys mentioned Bond villains. He was given me a little Javier Bardem Skyfall. Yeah. yeah, but I but you guys made who was also
1: vaguely queer too, like the, the, this character is, the, like the, the
0: Joker. They're both kind of sure, like the Joker sure. from the Dark Knight, you yeah. know, in that way. You know, I mean, and that, that specific Skyfall, which I like that movie a lot. This is not a knock, but it yeah, literally uses the same like t- plot template from oh, the Dark Knight, you know, yeah, and yeah. Home
2: Alone, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: Oh, this thing that I didn't see, ha- I didn't think would happen. I actually already planned for it, and you actually you fell right into my trap of m- even more ridiculous things that somehow I was able to figure out what actually happened.
0: Oh yeah, there's at least like four <laughs> layers of his plan that you're like, wait, you knew that was going to happen, and you knew that was going to happen. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, 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 you know. But that's part of the charm for me. Yes. Yeah. At this, point. and Lauren, you you said this in in the F nine review, and I I'm kind of with you in this. The more ridiculous it gets, the more the movie just has to own it and run with it. Yeah, and and they are. So I'm there. I'm like, yeah, of course he's thought he's got like eight levels of his master plan that we hadn't considered. Right, that no one could possibly n- underst- Like think yeah. that that, that yeah. level, but you know, Hey, it's super fun. And I, I like it.
1: I got you right where I needed you. It's like all these things that went terribly wrong, <laughs> but this is where I want. to So you to mean be. you weren't
0: trying to kill me there or there or there? That it was, was you- It was all to get oh, you okay, yeah. to the bridge, to <laughs> <Yes>. the bridge. <laughs> uh, yeah, so really quickly, we've already hit on this. Um, and I don't, uh, I want to get us to spoilers pretty quickly, but just outside of Jason Momoa, there are a few other notable character introductions inclu- including Brie as Tess, Mr. Nobody's Daughter, Sounds like we're not big fans of uh, Rita Moreno as Toretto's grandmother, and then Alan Richardson as Ames, Mister Nobody's successor. How well did you guys think this film utilized these other characters? Because I'm gonna say, after all the hype on that, Vin drummed up
2: about Rita Moreno, they could have used her more for sure. Exactly. Yeah. It still doesn't explain. I need it. LaRouche, help me. I need it. through Oh, <laughs> It still doesn't explain. The cultural background, cultural background, of, background Jacob. Of, of Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> yes. No, nope, maybe maybe Dom and maybe Mia, but not Jacob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Cena.
1: I prefer Channing Tatum. Ooh, well, <laughs> and I feel like they're the same person.
0: LaRon, <laughs> what did you think of just the use of these other characters? I, I,
1: well, I didn't love brie larson's like approach to the character because i think again as we kind of mentioned the way it's written i at least like that they gave her character something to do and she's utilized and like she does have some stakes in this story you know there's aspects of it so i appreciated kind of the shuffling between the different locations with her and different outfits and they always start with her feet and go up to her face when she walks in with a brand new shoe um but so there's obviously some level of camp with that character i just don't think she understood that and i think she's a very Mm -hmm. dramatic actress and she's really good at the drama she's not so good at the camp and so she's playing it serious and i don't know if that landed for me as well i think that rita moreno if they could have given her one more scene, maybe, you know, like I feel like everything needs to be in threes. A cameo needs three tiny P or you need one off one great monologue, or you need three small pieces that make an arc. She doesn't have an arc in this. She just gives a speech at grace. That's kind of, you know, ham fisted and obvious that I just felt like she was underutilized Ames, I mean, I, yeah, he was fine, I guess. When
2: we get into spoilers, I have another Rita Moreno thought, but I'll keep it there. <laughs> well, all I'll say about Marita
0: Moreno is I think she's underutilized and I I feel like her inclusion here is just to set up that they're gonna use her in another film as a hostage or something. You, you know what I mean? Perhaps. Like I, yeah. I, I could be wrong, but it just is like why introduce this character at this point in time Just
1: to say grace.
0: Just to say grace, <laughs> right? And again, if this actually is the first chapter in a two part conclusion or a trilogy conclusion, whatever. Yeah. I, that has to be the reason she's here. It just feels it doesn't really feel like it adds to the specific movie. I, agree. I have to say, I agree.
3: Um, I mean, Chad. yeah. If we're gonna right, we're we're gonna think of this as the 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 Infinity War of the Fast franchise, right? Like, my my takeaway is uh, is Vin Diesel saw the end of Endgame and said like uh, I need I need more people than that in whatever our final climactic battle is gonna be. So we just got to keep. Adding more people onto the, onto the field here of like, you know, what's it going to take to, to win, you know, the, the final battle. Um, I, yeah, Rita Moreno, lovely, agreed. Don't know what she's doing. Brie Larson, I, I always give it to her. Like she, she picked a direction and stayed with it again you know she's
1: consistent for sure
3: there are scenes that i'm like are those people in the same room together or on the (laughs) same bridge together but we'll get to we can get to that later uh also i don't understand why everyone else we've ever met in the agency you know wears black suits and tactical gear and somehow she has a closet full of brightly colored clothes along with Completely unrealistic shoes, but again, you know, I, I yeah. we don't know if was that given to her or was that a choice that she made about this character. I will say, our
2: friend Craig said she came out like Hillary Clinton in that first outfit, yes, but she, yes.
3: got the yes. Yeah, but it's like pantsuit, but also shoes with spikes on them. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like if we're business up top, kick ass at at the bottom. I don't know. I'm not sure how that would go. Um I love Alan Richson in in the preacher, or not preacher, Reacher, uh, in the Reacher show. I, I thought he was great, actually, as as Hawkman in uh, or Hawk in Titans. Um, that guy's fantastic. I think if anything, like he is actually underutilized in this film. Uh, and again, we can talk a little bit more spoilery stuff, but like, I wanted more for him to do. And again, this it's one of these. I don't understand why we get him instead of the little nobody character, which we get like in the beginning of the film and then they sideline. And again, this feels to me like reshoots and timelines and like we had to get someone else to play this character because that guy couldn't do it anymore.
0: Yeah, that's a, a good note about the little nobody. I I, I was kind of wondering about. that I was like, wait, he just disappears after the first part of the movie. Like not, not to be heard of again, essentially. Yeah, um, he got
3: hurt. Right. Is that like that what they're saying? Like they just did the same to him that they did with the rock in F7. Is that is that the thing? Like, but we don't actually see him. We never visited him in the hospital. They just take him off the table completely.
0: Yeah, like he fall, like he gets out of the truck or whatever he's driving just in time before there's a a, a thing. I won't spoil what it is, but like, yeah. and I think that's like the last time we see. Yeah, him. I think so. Yeah, yeah. you it's Scott Eastwood, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Eastwood. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the uh, the. Ames, Alan Richardson character. So I haven't watched all the DC stuff. However, I have watched Smallville. So I'm sitting here <laughs> saying, where have I seen this guy from? And I Google him and immediately appeared as Aquaman in Smallville. And I was like, that's oh, the guy. That's okay. Now here's the thing I reason, and Chad, I'm glad you have seen him on these other projects because I think he's uniquely suited to play a character like this. Yeah. I I honestly, like I, so I am, I'm with you. Yeah. I actually wish they'd give him more to do because I think he's a guy who could go full ham and it could be more fun because these are the kinds of stuff
3: projects he's worked on in the past. I, I mean, the guy's also just like jacked, and we don't we don't get him. Like, what's the point of adding another big jack guy if like we don't get him in any fight scene? Like, we get him in one like half a scene of, of actual fighting, yeah. kind of. You know, like I, I don't know. I get like I'm. This is another one of those like I'm really hoping that they. Concourse correct, and we get yeah, you know, we get something bigger with him in the the second and/or third parts of this. Yep,
0: for sure. uh Okay, well, just really quick question, and then we'll get to letter grades. Given all the behind-the-scenes drama, especially the late notice director swap, I fully expected this movie to beat. to be a disaster. Yeah. Every time yeah. we saw a trailer, I had turned to whoever I was with, and I was like, man. I want to be excited because I really like the last one, but no Justin Lin. And they they didn't push the release date. That's yeah. usually hugely bad news. We all remember the Rise of Skywalker that didn't push its release date when they had the whole, you know, like,
1: so... They just plowed through.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. it's not usually great. Um, and to my surprise, I would say, despite the fact that I think the action, there's no, like, standout action pieces per se, it's pretty solid, all things considered. Yeah. Um, do you guys... You guys think this movie escapes disaster levels of failure
1: from the swap? LeBron's give me a look. Yeah, I, I I think the thing that I suffered the most from this, um, like I said, the the writing's not at the level of camp. You know, I mean, I'd say polished camp that I think sometimes it accomplishes pretty well with this. Um, so normally then I lean onto the the cartoony action sequences. I definitely see the difference between uh, Justin Lin action sequence and a Louis Lettier version of that. Cause I don't think he's as gifted as a, of an action director. Um, a lot of this looks kind of, I mean, I liked the scene in Rome and I liked the, um, I guess I liked the final set piece, but everything kind of in between is very subpar for me. But I mean, but given what you said, I expected it to be a lot worse than this with the switch of directors. And so I think it's passable, you know, for mm-hmm. this and there's other pieces of this, that were enjoyable that helped it be passable
0: mm-hmm. you know so so passable
1: action passable action yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah i expected it to be dog shit you know yeah, dog yeah. Sh- like i expected it to be fa- uh, uh, f8 fa- yeah f8 or fast and furious you know the fourth one mm-hmm. you know so i expect it to be on that level and it just you know it at least was better than those yeah
2: okay jason what did you think about in terms of action oh yeah action uh again just ridiculous in certain areas but for the most part i thought it was yeah pretty solid i i i i'm like i said earlier i think it's just above neutral overall as a movie but yeah i was into it
3: okay
0: all right chad uh you think it escaped
3: disaster territory with like just the set pieces and the visuals absolutely yeah i mean with the with the loaded up yeah all you know again we don't think all the characters were as great here, but like you throw enough of them at the wall. Like there, there's enough here to like, I I agree. Like, you know, we'll, we'll get into letter grades, but like uh, better than average. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. Well, with that said, let's go ahead and jump straight to letter grades. Actually, Chad, I'll throw it back to you. What letter grade would you give fast X or maybe fast X part one? We're not sure.
3: Yeah. Well, no, because it'll still be
1: like, you know, fast 11, you know, like we're fast xx and the last will be fast xxx oh you X, 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 xxl xxl there you go there
3: you go, there you go. Well, hey <laughs> uh, I, you know i'm going to give this a c plus Again, like better but a little bit better than average um but i i don't i want to give it a b minus just on the back of Momoa, but like i think it's it's just missing it's like a you know we're we're just going to miss the the b minus uh, territory here
0: Okay.
1: I think C plus is a pretty admirable letter grade. Jason, I'll go B minus. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like it.
1: All right. Leron? And I am 79.9999999 <laughs> repeating. So there's like this one like he just missed the, the finish line, but he barely made it. You know, so yeah, I'll say C plus. You know, I I, I feel like there's enough to enjoy here, but it it's just it's not quite there. Mm-hmm. You know, not quite there. Momoa is great. He's not enough for it to take it to the finish line for me.
0: Yeah, I'm also going to go with the C plus. Noting, and I I'm, I stand by this full letter grade. Like if Momoa was just an, a a ham sandwich villain, you yes. know, would, this movie would have been a D, maybe D plus. Yeah, because just you know, he really elevates the scene to scene. Yeah, and and I I laughed so hard at most everything he did, yeah. and so. Noting that this is kind of a D movie (laughs) that's brought up a full letter grade, maybe even one actor, uh, actor, just want to clarify that. Uh, But yeah, I'd also go with the C plus. Not quite
1: great, but good enough. I would watch it again because of Momoa. That's how I look at it. Where some of the ones in this franchise that I don't like at all, I won't even revisit. Yeah, yeah,
0: I I still skip F8. (laughs) Like I would not
1: watch F8, but Uh, I would watch this again just mm. to see Momoa. Uh,
0: What other recommendations would you share with folks uh who enjoy fast decks could be movie television show novel
2: music video game jason black i'll start with you gosh i had a hard time with this one all i could think of was like i don't know a corn album
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's on brand i'm surprised we haven't gotten more corn in the fast and furious franchise
3: (laughs) chad how about you Um, I think last time I gave a book, so I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. Uh, I'm going to give, uh, the Dresden files book series, uh, because, so I, I'm a, I'm a lover of like urban fantasy, uh, books and it's, it's another book series that like focuses on one character, but as the books progress, like more and more people become part of the like extended chosen family that he uh that he works with uh and i I, you know that is the thing to me that is kind of the the one of the defining characters of the fast series is like how we you you know people that were enemies are now friends and you know we continue to have this chosen family and you know we rescue people and for whatever reason they don't think we're completely crazy and they choose to stick around and help us on the next you know hijinks uh and this book series has uh a lot of similar traits to that uh so there are i think 15 or 16 books in that series it's about a, a chicago uh it's a, a wizard set uh in chicago uh and uh i just i love the book series and that's um i don't know if anyone here has read them or checked them out but uh you know big big thumbs up we will now Excellent.
0: I've heard I've heard of the series, but I have not read it myself. So great shout out there, LaRon
1: Chapman. I mentioned Drive earlier. This is nothing like Drive, um, <laughs> but I mean, always Drive. But if you like movies about cars, <laughs> you know, like there's that. But then also, um, oh, and I've lost it. Um, uh, Death Proof. Uh, that mm. I think is what I would like the Fast of Furious to return to. Is that level of just two people in a car. And it, you know, that visceralness to the actual racing itself, because that's what I think is missing from these films. It started missing from the film since the origins of it, because I remember what the appeal of it was when younger was people like, I just love the cars, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know that the the whole franchise has kind of had some sexism issues. Oh, and they've kind of course corrected that by making like the women more into the fray, having more stakes and things to do in it. Um, so that's not so objectifying them in such a straight man show, you know? Um, but I think that would be, that would be fun to see if we, if we got again, a sobering, very like you know, uh, back to the basics kind of, um, street racing film, you know? And I think death proof is a good example.
0: You know, you and I were sharing a brain on this cause I was going to go back to the classic gone in 60 seconds. Uh, sure. I think it's a great movie that has aged. I mean, Certain things about it have not aged very well, yeah. but just the, the the premise and the simplicity, the Nick Cage of it all, the chemistry between Nick Cage and Angelina Jolie, like uh, you know, we've it, it's a really uh, Giovanni Rabisi is the bad guy. Like, there's a lot in that movie that still works all these years later, and it's a super fun one where I think I've turned it on a couple times just as background, and I end up actually right. watching it, and I'm like, oh hey, this is still pretty good. I'm also going to throw this one out. This one's not really a recommendation. I don't know if it's going to be good, but. You know, I usually, throw out, the guy who throws out the video game recommendations, uh, I'm not going to recommend a video game, but there is an uh, upcoming video game adaptation for a, a series called Twisted Metal, which is about people who put guns on cars and <laughs> drive them around and blow each other up. Awesome. So it's basically <laughs> the Fast and the Furious I mean, that's franchise. what we're watching. Uh, like you see John, John Cena's car in this movie? That's pretty much what everyone's car is going to be like. Yeah. I'm not even joking. So uh it's going to star Anthony Mackie. Um, he's really the... Mm big one Um, Samoa Joe from wrestling (laughs) the wrestler is going to be in here Will Arnett I guess is uh voicing Sweet Tooth which is kind of the main bad guy uh anyway it's going to be a ridiculous series I don't know if it's going to be good it's going to be on Peacock (laughs) I'm going to check it out (laughs) Uh, but I feel like there's a pretty strong overlap between people who like Fast and Furious who probably like those video games so yeah just going to throw that out there oh yeah the series jury's still out but at least check it out first episode on Peacock thanks for that Peacock promo uh, (laughs) dollars I got there, right? (laughs) Uh, All right, let's move on to spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled on Fast X, go ahead and tune out now.
2: So let me get this straight. There's only one road that leads in or out. Sheer drops on every side. A motorcade from hell protected by a small army from
1: one mile in either direction? Yeah, that's about it. You done? No, I'm not done. So you all wanted me to break into a police station? Fine. Then you asked me to stop a tank. I wasn't happy about it, but I did it. Then you came up
0: with this brilliant idea to shoot down one of the largest airplanes ever.
1: I shot that shit out the sky. Mm.
0: It's nothing. But this right here, my friend, happens to be the stupidest idea I've ever
1: heard of in my life.
0: So, this movie ends in the middle of a climactic sequence, not unlike the films uh, The Matrix Reloaded, 2021's Dune, or Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Does this film break at a good point in the story?
1: Uh, No. I I feel it's weird because, (laughs) like, they say, like, oh, yeah, there's two more. I don't know how there's two more movies in this, but it really does feel like we have about 15 more (laughs) minutes. Of a movie left. Yes. Yeah, that's probably true. Like, we, I mean, this is a two and a half hour movie thereabouts. And so we're at the climactic moment. All we need is to you know, Vin Diesel to somehow get out of this situation with the exploding dams, you know, and then and kill Jason Momoa, you know, or something, you know, in the process that, and this movie's over, you know, but somehow we're, we have more to do here. And I guess with the bookend, and we'll get it, we'll get to it, you know, with it, Charlize Theron and, um, um, Michelle Rodriguez, some, you know, in, in Ar- Antarctica. That's the only aspect of this where we're like, okay, there's something else has to happen here, you know, because they're all separated. This stuff sounds so stupid when you say that loud.
0: I <laughs> oh, mean, no, absolutely. They're in Antarctica. Also, let's, let's note, this movie ends, until we see the next issue, we're sure that Ludacris and Tyrese are dead. So. That's true. We never, we <laughs> they never crash.
1: revealed. They crashed. But <laughs> yeah.
2: in
0: the, uh, the no. John no, are not dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh Yeah, is John Cena? I it? actually yeah. think I actually
0: think John Cena is probably no. dead. So I alluded to this early. John Cena, uh, his death sequence was the one where I laughed out loud, audibly, <laughs> because it comes, it just happens out of nowhere. He just decides I got to sacrifice myself. myself. And he says, <laughs> and he says it's time to get out of your, sha- my sha- your shadow, Dom, and then he he, gets, he kills himself, and I was like, I laughed. I don't think so that hard. moment
1: is earned in any way. No, no, no it's not. Um, and if that was what they and that's why I don't think he's dead, the whole character's <laughs> not earned. no, yeah, I was like well,
0: it, I know here's Lauren here's what here's I have a theory, and it's gonna tie into, yeah, well, we can just kind uh, to jump into yeah. it, but um, I think he's dead, a because I think they got feedback on the character from the last movie, they notice they lean into John Cena's comedy in this movie, which is the thing we were all like, yeah, he can't do the drama bits, especially knowing that when we reviewed F9, we had not yet seen The Suicide Squad, where he was actually extremely well deployed as comedic relief, so much so he got a very successful spinoff show. Um, So I think they tried to lean into the comedy to get through it, but I think he's dead because, this actually uh, is dovetailing off of a hypothesis you put out there. Hit me with it. You said... I think Vin Diesel casted John Cena in F9 mm. to piss off The Rock. Uh, and as we see in the post-credit <laughs> stinger for this movie, The Rock is coming back. Do you think The Rock would honestly want to share the screen with John Cena? And I would argue that one of the stipulations for him coming back is that John Cena is not in the movie.
1: Yeah.
0: That's my that's my that's Ooh. my theory as a follow-up to your theory God, exactly. i hate yeah.
1: that the drama of the real life has to merge with the plots <laughs> of these movies but it's funny also it's also kind of fascinating it's like most times you don't have to factor in back you know behind the scenes drama into sort certain, certain narrative pieces in this but in this it's all intertwined somehow you know so yeah i can see it
3: so i mean i, I yes. mean if we're gonna go you know, like crackpot hypothesis corner so you know we um a good friend of mine uh who also watched all 15 seasons of supernatural with me um nice you know (laughs) if you if you watch that show you're familiar with sam's amulet uh she actually believes that the source of their of dom's power of like being able to do everything is his cross is his necklace and the fact that (laughs) jacob dies wearing that necklace There means he can't die because like that, that the, the explanation of plot armor is literally like, you know, like their, their (laughs) faith protects them. uh, And that's what enables them to do it. So he's not dead, but I agree the like back, the backstage intrigue, pretty compelling theory that like, he's the one character that does stay dead in order to bring back the rock.
0: And I think if, if people had loved John Cena in F9, I don't think that would have been the case. But I, right. again, I th- I
3: think he was. At, um, I do love him here, I though. Think like, I think they, they course corrected enough that they yes. could justify bringing him back now as the Uncle Jacob character, as opposed to what we saw in F9.
2: Well, and no one's really ever dead. I, I wonder, too, about the rock scene how tacked on that was, Uh, you know, at, at at what point was that actually in the script or was it because it's not necessary at all. You don't need it. I mean, you don't need any of this really, but (laughs) you don't need it necessarily to move forward with the script, but it is an interesting way to get the rock back involved. So, uh, I my, so
3: my assumption well, well, is when James Gunn told them that you're not doing another black Adam, he went back to universal one,
2: a hundred percent. Correct. And I think yep. you could also put that on uh Gal Gadot too. I think that yep. that's a no wonder woman three. You better go get that fast m- uh, money because I need a franchise. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. I, I I was, that was my theory with you with a hundred percent was, Oh no, black Adam tanked. Oh, he's not going to be in the new DC. Hey, then I know we've had our differences in the past, but you know, I think I would like to come back for a great finale. You know, Mm -hmm. I I can just see it.
2: Uh, Um, Well, Uh, and John Cena in DC moving forward because he's James Gunn's guy. So that's
1: (sighs) juicy, See, Uh, man. It's all connected.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, does this make for a, a satisfying cliffhanger because we get a couple of different things here. A, I mean, yeah, yeah. Ludacris and Tyrese dead. No one believes that, especially when moments later Giselle comes out of a nuclear <laughs> sub. And I have to say it that frozen. was
2: frozen, which got which, by the way, got no reaction. Oh, right, no. Caleb? I yeah. mean, we were in the same I actually, theater. I actually moaned. way. I was like, "Oh my well, god!" Well, I just mean like there was no clapping. Like, oh, she's back. There no. was nothing. No. Rock got a little bit of a reaction. Yep. Do but we, Giselle got no reaction. Do you think
3: that was actually her? Like, do you think she showed up on a day for a soundstage, or like, did they literally just like did Weta did uh, Weta like make a a digital compilation of like her from something? Like, I can't really tell. And it was there for well, such a brief available. period. I was like, I'm excited. She looks really weird, though. <laughs>
0: Well, the stuff around her was absolutely CGI. Yes, right. Like, it looks pretty bad. The whole nuclear sub bit looks awful. Um, but yeah, <laughs> to your point, though, wouldn't surprise me if they're like, eh, what if we could just do it without we just pay for her likeness, not her time? Yeah.
3: You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, do we think, you know, speaking of things that can't die, do we think they rebuilt the sub from F8? Or do you think Cypher was like, I, I still need a sub and like just went and found one somewhere else?
0: And Giselle just happened to be the owner of said sub. Yeah, I mean,
2: (laughs) I'm sure they'll figure it out, but it it really doesn't make any sense why Giselle would even show up at all, let alone in in Antarctica. It would have made more sense for Mr. Nobody to step
3: out of that sub than for Giselle.
2: Yeah, yeah, great point, yeah. Well, and that's
0: another thing. I, I, I have no, I couldn't find anything online about this. I'm genuinely curious if they took Kurt Russell off the board because they're gonna bring him back in a later intro, like his whole, oh, he's gone because they're gonna, it's setting up a big return in a later mm-hmm. movie. Or if it was one of those, he's just like, ah, I think I'm done. Yeah. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. It-
1: well, Charlie's Throne says at the end, I keep saying, calling her by her name. That's who she is to me. But Cypher <laughs> says at the end, you know, like to, to Michelle Rodriguez that, you know, like you still think I, it was a bad plan. Uh, you know, you still hate my plan or something like that. I'm like, what is your plan? <laughs> that's what I want to know. It's like, but maybe this is because we have two more movies, but um it would it'd would be nice to have some inkling of what the hell how the hell this ties into anything, and, you
3: know. And but. that's where well, getting back to like thing. your question of were you satisfied, like the Dom storyline, the Dom, you know, little bee storyline is the only one that kind of makes sense to cliffhanger it. I mean, where we leave off Cypher and Letty does it, it doesn't make good for a good cliffhanger. We also like thinking about other dangling things like we left statham to go save his mom but we'd never see him again like i still don't understand why we're not getting um the other shaw brother in that yeah like yeah, we haven't seen him since too. the end yeah. of yeah. of yeah, the, the three minutes he was in of eight like yeah if we're gonna get another movie that's the one like give me the shaw and shaw and like, give, give me the All Shaw movie about like that separate storyline. Like, get get it out of yeah. the next final, and let me just see what happens when he goes to save Helen Mirren and who is, who played yeah. who played Owen? Uh, Luke, oh, Evans, Luke Evans, yes, Luke Evans. Like, yeah. give me the three of them Lucas, in, the, in a Lucas movie Shaw. all by themselves, and I'd be it, like yeah. that runs parallel. I'd be more than happy for that.
0: Well, how can we forget? By the way, I, I mean, I, I don't know if we want to go too far down this rabbit hole. There is actually still like open plot threads from the Hobbs and Shops. Oh, yeah. Who
3: is who is the, the, the criminal behind that? Oh, um, yeah. Gosh. I problem. don't know. Where was Cardi B during this? I want, I want that spin-off film of like the <laughs> oh. the women gangsters running around London. Um, you know, the, yeah, there there are so many threads. Like if you start going back that they still need to tie up around
1: here.
0: I'm with you, though. Uh, I think you, you put it well, Chad. I, the Dominic storyline is a cliffhanger that I can kind of buy, even though I'm—Leron, I am Lorraine. i do not disagree with you either. You could probably—if they really wanted to wrap it up, they could do it in 15 more minutes of screen time, honestly. Sure. Uh, but let's say they did. There's a whole other story. We're getting, I can—that I can, breaking point, I'm like, eh, not great, but I feel like that's a natural breaking point. But the other storylines, it just, it just feels like, okay. Like you said, there was no reaction to no. the Giselle return, and I just— Moaned and then I that think I
1: was confused. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> I was like,
2: Really? Okay, well, <laughs> so let's let's talk real quick about the Helen Mirren character, Rita Moreno, Dom, and little B because there's there's a through line to this. Yeah, yeah,
0: okay? yeah. Jason, uh, oh, sorry, school
2: us right now. No, go oh, for oh, it. I thought, okay, I thought I was off the <laughs> uh, rundown. Um, okay, so first off, little B just terrible. I uh, the the fact that, and, and I said this on the F9 podcast, so Chad, I want you to hear this. Um, the fact that they have to call him Little B because his name is Brian, and so we don't get confused because Brian is still alive, which is stupid. They should have named him Walker. Yep. I said that originally. It should have been a, a nod to Paul Walker, not a nod to Brian O'Connor. It makes no sense. There's even a part where Mia says, I have to get back with Brian and the kids, and you for a second go, well, it, does she mean <laughs> Brian O'Connor or Brian this kid? Which, so terrible. Terrible. Never introduce a child into the series. It's always a bad idea. However, the whole point, I think, of Rita Moreno is that scene in the garage where she says, you honor his name when he's looking at his father, which, by the way, are just screenshots from the other movies. It makes no sense that that you'd have framed pictures of that. But then later on when <laughs> I hadn't thought about it until just now. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Jerry. And also the part where they bring us up to speed when they bring uh, Brie Larson up to speed on who this group is. And there's actual footage it's just, yeah, from the other movies as, as if it's surveillance footage, like yes. them driving off of a train where there's no camera there. You know, anyway. <laughs> um. So then when Dom is talking to Mama Shaw, I can't think I don't I can't think of her first name. Queenie. Uh, Queenie. When he's talking to Queenie, he says to her, "He goes, I don't care if I live or die. All I care about is protecting the people I love." But what would make so much more sense is from the Rita Moreno uh, scene, where he, we find out in F nine bad, we find out in F nine that really Dom has struggled with losing his father. That's the that's the whole thing with Dom's character. That's why he embraces family so much. That's why they have the scene with Brian O'Connor in F5 on the on the porch, on the balcony about the barbecues. It makes so much more sense if now that Dom has a child that he would look at this and go, "I lost my father and it has defined the rest of my life." Mm-hmm. That I cannot under any circumstances, leave my son in the same situation that I am. But he says, I don't care if I live or die. All I care, that makes no sense. It should be more of that Dom is obsessed with, I can't leave my son. I have to figure out how to protect not only him, but myself, too, because I don't want to happen to him What happened?
3: well and right they address this a little bit like the opening of f9 is basically that right like they're living off the right ra- they're living on this ranch with a barn um little b is taught like someone they don't know who's approaching so he gets into this like the this box right that like may protect him right, right. like so they went out of their way to do that in this film i absolutely expected that there was some type of like Bunker, panicer, safe room, Because yeah. right? they even tell the it'll be like, to the you know what to do. And is you know what to do to huddle in the corner next to a toilet? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they they took the time to rebuild this house. They're clearly going to have to rebuild it again. Like, why was that not taken into account? And it, And it goes back into, like, your same thing. Like, Dom, everything we're told tells us Dom would have done something. To, to kind of prevent that, even to the point of it makes no sense that Mia just comes to their house to watch right. Little right. B without there. Brian. Well, not only there, without they have Brian, have a family like,
2: barbecue
3: without the Brian. whole Paul Walker. Like the last movie when they, we uh, when the skyline drives up, like I like the wink and the yeah. nod. To your point, during this, they leave a chair open, like as if he mm. also continues, he's just perpetually running late to every, to every <laughs> yeah. family barbecue. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I I think we have written, this is the problem with having so many sequels after F7. Uh, and, and I'm not complaining about the actual sequels themselves. The fact that that character is in the fiction still alive creates a lot of weird problems yeah. that they have to weirdly justify. Yeah. And it's like, listen, if you know Jason Momoa, you would think in the fiction, yeah. Brian O'Connor would probably be one of the first people he would target
2: right to kidnap right right,
0: right. so th- like the fact that he and also uh rena moreno like th- his actual family right, right? He, yeah there's just like weird things where they have to write around the fact that this really critical character very important to all these people just happens to not be around and not only is he not around he's completely removed from danger nothing's going he's- wrong he's off he on a beach equally
1: involved in that same issue with, with, with right the, with that with the whole conflict of this story so yeah it doesn't it wouldn't just be dumb
0: well the, 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 the longer it goes on yeah oh, exactly
1: he's yeah, number two right yeah yeah. He, 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 yeah both of you will be getting will be suffering you know what I mean like and so but that's yeah it, it's just
0: weird and I think Jason you had said we'd kind of like I had entertained the idea on our f9 review it was like hey maybe they should just find a way to like kill him off screen and yeah. I know that's awful but like it it would solve a lot of the writing challenges they have yeah. But then, you, you know, then it, is it disrespectful if you kill an iconic character to this franchise
3: off, off screen? Or, or yeah. and like, look, I'm not trying to take work away from anyone. Stop bringing back I, Jordana yes.
1: Brewster. Jordana Brewster, <laughs> right. Right. yes. Like, like, uh, uh, right. yeah like That's the
3: other solve. And like, and it's harsh. But like.
1: Because I like her. But you, she's, right. She doesn't. It, it, she's she continues
3: to not do a lot in any of the like eight, nine and You're ten. Right, she Chad. doesn't really do a lot they could they could have just as easily be like they are so far underground taking care of their kids we don't even know how to get in right. touch with
2: that. they're in sri lanka they moved, right. they got right. out like, of town they That's a, the out best of the business explanation completely. we could have gotten
1: yes. it, it yeah. feels
3: like.
0: <laughs> like and that would have been safe and easy Yeah, but- safe
1: easy it, it doesn't it's not perfect with a bow but it it it's it's something we could stomach versus like her just being brought in because she's part of the family you know yeah. so
2: yeah yeah, Chadwick Boseman being gone isn't convenient either. But you got to you right. got to do something. They figured it. it out. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Also, did you notice uh, just while we're talking about Brian in general, they uh, incorporated a lot of his farewell uh, yeah, song music. into the I score liked for that, this. Actually, I though, I thought that was
2: kind of cool. It was a nice touch. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Well, so you're saying uh, Brian you know, should get tr- cancer? Is that what? Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> <him>? Oh
2: <laughs> The death?
1: Yeah, terminal I, illness.
0: I mean, I, I okay, no, I honestly think you guys put it right. Just they're out. They're done. Yeah. They're done. Like, they are off in a because safe house. It, it, They're all, And they even... Yeah. That was how they pitched it to us. Yes. In The Fate of the Furious. But then they brought Mia back for nine. For no reason. For no reason. Oh, because Jacob's Jacob, her brother, yeah. too. Ah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. And here, especially, she really super is not necessary. No. And I'm just saying, like, every... Because they brought her back in nine, every time they make a new movie, they have to come up with a weird justification for- Why she's, she's still around. Why she's still around and why Brian's
3: not around. Do we see her at all? No, like when, when Jacob picks up little B, like we never see her again, right?
1: No. 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 It's like after- She has to get back with Brian and the kids. That's what she says. <laughs>
3: And again, no shade to
0: Jordana Brewster. Yes. That's not her. No. No, like yes. her. No, 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 no. We love her. The yeah.
1: character no longer makes sense in this world. In this, in what we've, what we've erased and, and what we've kind of established, bringing her back is just a sore thumb about all the holes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so.
0: Well, uh, I mean, hey, I have to ask the same. We asked, I asked this question at the uh, end of F9. And I'm going to ask it at the end of every fast review. Like what, what is there left to say and do? with this franchise at this point, because I mean, I feel like I know way more about Dominic Toretto than I wanted to know, uh, (laughs) frankly. Sure. And they've already done all these crazy stunts and we're getting at least one, if not two more of these things. So like what I guess I'm saying is what is there left for these movies to do or say that could possibly justify
2: their existence for two more movies? I, I would I, th- nothing, but I would say <laughs> I don't. But that's the thing, though, is that this franchise to me was never about the origin story. It's about the missions and the cars. Right. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. LaRon said it already, but that's where if there's any more meat on the bone, sure, it's fine to have a big bad. But you know, in the first movie, there's really no bad guy. Right, I mean, it, it's kind there's of the yes. Yeah. yeah, they're the criminals, so the cr- the crime. They're just uh... yeah. So I I would just say just get back to racing and missions, and but I don't need to know who Dom's grandfather is, or <laughs> I don't I don't need it. If you were to do anything, if Paul Walker had lived, you would give his background. Yeah. But at this point now, there's no reason to do that. Yeah, I I just think that the
0: series has taken an approach. They've taken the, the MCU approach, basically, which is everything's got to be interconnected. There's got to be mythology. And I think at this point, like, it's my mind, it would be almost liberating if they could just remove all that and just make, like, James Bond style. Just like, yeah. hey, this movie is about uh, we're going to do this mission. This movie, we're going to do this mission. And, yeah, there will be some, like, light connective tissue about sure. the characters. But we don't need to, like, know everything that happened in these people's life.
1: Yeah. Um, Who their I, stepbrother was or their – yeah, whatever. like the fact that this
0: is a three-part trilogy, it just is like I, I'm sitting here thinking, Laurent. When you said this earlier, there's like 15 minutes of story left. I'm like, that's where I'm at. I'm like, what, what could yeah. they possibly do other than have a Chad? You put it out there, your, their in-game moment where they bring everyone on screen together at yeah. one time. Like, other than that, what, what is there to do? Yeah. that they like, that they haven't already done to top it. I don't. I really yeah. don't. I joke about the time travel. I really don't want that. But that's like the cliche,
3: right? Yeah. Like, did you notice uh, they, they referenced that? Ch- they actually like in the we didn't even talk about it the fact that pete davidson also shows up in this film
2: right <laughs> her, yeah well and brie larson does her, drive a delorean chat she
3: does drive a delorean <laughs> and when they walk in they literally say like oh did like did we oh, no, time travel like like because the place looks so old like they right. they reference time travel like i just picked up on that when they walked into again putting putting the three of them putting ramsey um uh, ludicrous and, and uh, Tyrese, like they go from the office of the shipping container room to like, again, this, this, this store in London, like it, it that, that made no sense, but they do reference time. Travel. That scene
2: was, it was rough. I, what, what is Tyrese throwing in the air? Like I, it's the yeah, worst scene without yeah. question of the franchise, yeah, I think. Like, what is like? It?
3: Yeah. yeah, is there a much longer cut of that? I, I I don't know. Like, the whole money vest thing was super weird as well. Like, I, I don't. is it powder? Yeah. Yeah. What was he. What yeah. was that That powder? Like, did he really think that $200 was going to buy them guns? I don't know. Like, it just, none of that whole scene didn't make any sense. But to your point about, like, yeah. where do they go? I mean, rather than James Bond, I would actually put this up against the Mission Impossible series, which again, we are also going yeah. to get yeah. a movie with a cliffhanger part, so. because we already know that yeah. there are two parts. Yeah. And it's another series that it right. It is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One yeah. is what yeah. we are getting. And I'm <laughs> all in. I'm all in on that. <laughs> but yeah. that seems to be of like well, no one's asking, like, well. We need more backstory about, you know, Tom Cruise or Ving Ray. Like, it, yeah, like that seems to be where we where we should be going and where you could potentially like swap in and out characters, bring in the next generation. Like that's that's the only place to me let, left to go. Yeah. Past yeah. the torch.
0: Right. Because well, that's the other thing. They're all getting I mean, they're not old. They're, they're not old. I want to be clear, but they are getting older. And again, I mean, Dom's kid is what? Like. What eight in this probably five yeah. I don't, somewhere in there eight or five yeah somewhere something in there. like that somewhere in there, <laughs> yeah. you know i don't know i don't know I'm, i don't know tell me but either way i'm saying he's already aged several years since the last one right he's gonna be a teenager in the in the next one you know i mean i guess the next one's technically a direct follow-up but like what is yeah. he groot he's just growing up that quick yeah right <laughs> um i think that's a good i do like the, the mission impossible approach because the thing i think that you say differentiate it is they don't no one's really invested in the characters. You're you're invested in them enough that you understand
1: the mission at hand, the
0: mission at hand, and why they care, and that you care that they yes. care. Right. But otherwise, it's, it's straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts on on this?
1: Yeah, I I just don't think there's anything left to do thematically with this. You know what I mean? Like in terms of the family, parent, like this, that aspect of it just seems like it's been, you know, done to death. So, really, they, again, it needs to be something more simplistic. Like, they need to leave this world behind and then have a, an insular conflict for the last ones. But this is not going to happen because that's not why people come to these movies. You know, they come to see it all, you know, they come to see the spectacle and the, the, you know, the ridiculousness of it all. So, while I think that would be a nice. <laughs> a nice like bookend for all of this. I think we're going to get more, you know, spectacle to well, the next ones. And, th- and in this
2: day and age, I don't know where the series goes, but in this day and age of, we don't really know what's going to make money or not. They're not going to stop making these no. now. Vin Diesel does not have a career outside of this. Uh, uh, they, no, he's really,
3: he's, for real this time, they're making another one of those, um, pitch, pitch black, black movies. Pitch yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I, I
0: mean, I I like this. Okay, great. <laughs> so they, um,
2: I mean, no, if we're if we're really being real, yeah. yeah, yeah, we love everybody in this movie, but no one really has a. I mean, Brie Larson, whatever, Charlize Theron, whatever. But the main ingredients of these movies don't have a no, career. The, the, the of core, this. the core
0: Fast Five crew, yeah. I would say, because like they, that's the thing. They have to keep up in the ante, they have to keep paying all these actors who do have careers to come in and like elevate right. the
2: movie. Gal Gadot doesn't have a career. Um, I, I'm not saying I don't like these people. I'm just saying they don't. You know, Tyrese isn't putting out any more hits. Ludacris, they don't. They yeah. don't have careers outside of this. They're going to keep making these, and they should. I'm not trying to get in their pockets. Do what you got to do. I, I. But they they should keep doing it. But there's, nothing's going to stop this. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this is actually the first of a five part. Sure. <laughs> um, even if they go, that's it. And then 10 years they'll later, prequels or something. Listen, yeah, they'll do thing. something.
1: Just spin-offs, Just, uh, Like,
3: we don't, without Vin Diesel. Again, there's yeah. so many things that they have dropped over the years. Because Vin
2: will EP all of them. He he insists that he'll make money off uh, yeah, of it. Exactly. Yeah,
3: exactly. Again, like, they could give us that Cardi B spin-off film, right? Like, there's... I'd watch yeah, it. Yeah, we'd all, we'd all watch, watch that. But we Beyonce. could get the...
2: <laughs> I just want the run We
3: could get the Shaw. Like, give me give me the Jason Statham transporter in
2: in the Fast and Furious. Yeah. Right. Like we we could we could do that. You could easily have a Shaw movie with all three of the shot. Yep. Queenie, Queenie, Luke, Lucas and uh, Jason Statham, whatever. And then you could very easily have a Hobbs spinoff without any other characters. Yeah. It's just him okay. as a bounty hunter. His him as a cop. You yeah. could very easily do that. And Vin puts his name on all of them, so he keeps making money.
1: Yeah, and it's easy. Yeah, you can end this core franchise like tighten up with a bow. The family's leaving the business behind, but not really. They go their separate ways. They're still interconnected, but if we need to continue on with the franchise, then we get insular missions with each of these people in their own respective spinoffs, which might be fun, you know, like because then you trim the fat and it's just like, hey, remember we did all this stuff, so. We have this much intel, and we know how to do this. But the missions are no longer about the core of us all doing things together.
0: Well, and they can focus on the stuff that works the best because, uh, you know, as you noted, I really think the Tyrese Ludacris stuff has not been great for a couple of movies now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just yeah, don't make. Come us on, on, you didn't like them in space together,
3: like that. Uh, <laughs>
0: no, well, uh, I laugh. I did like. <laughs> no, it's that, terrible. That was that the was, one part I yeah. did kind of like.
1: That was that was the. Um, uh, oh God, T- who who Lucas he, Black? No, the one that um, sacrificed himself in this John one. Cena. Tell me his name, oh, John, John Cena. Cena. That was the John Cena moment um, of nine for me, where I tackled Roman <laughs> <laughs> in space. Yeah, his self sacrifice was ludicrous. Yeah, in, yeah. <laughs>
2: in Tyrese so, in space. Speaking of that, just on, just to kind of wrap up the Paul Walker thought of it. I said this on the F nine pod. I'll say it again. It, it, the The franchise lost its soul when Paul Walker died because yeah the 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 reason the ludicrous and Roman stuff. Uh, Tyree stuff doesn't work is because they don't have Brian O'Connor. He's the, he was really the glue that tied this whole, all thing, this whole thing together. And if you think about it, he's the one that brought Roman in. He's sort of the one that brought ludicrous in, I guess. yeah. Yeah. So when he's gone, you lose what, what brought those together. And the thing about like the reason Roman's character worked was because Paul Walker was, you know, kind of the vanilla character, you know, I mean, I like him, he's got charisma, but he wasn't, there it's was just, nothing real the special. Stri- the straight man. The straight man. Yeah. You yeah. lose him, so they have to play him off of ludicrous. It doesn't work. Yeah. And so when, when he died, it, if we were just saying perfectly, how could they have wrapped this up? If it ended with F7, it would have been perfect. I
0: actually think that was the time. Now money,
2: you know, I get it. They're going to keep going, but that's really when the franchise
1: lost was when Paul Walker died. I think you're, you're right. Because right. if I'm thinking yeah. about it, eight through, even as much as I still think nine is enjoyable, I, yeah, eight through 10 are kind of non-essential and a convoluted you, and and a lot of plot issues. I mean, we're still
2: lose- the Mia storyline. Yeah. You lose, I mean, and I know that that's Dom's brother, but you lose a lot of the characters connectivity to the other characters when you eliminate Brian O'Connor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know, again, we, we said, all of us
0: said we're going to keep saying these things on day one. Yeah, I want yeah. to make it clear that we like yeah. them, but I, I hear what you're saying. I think you can head canon a nice ending at seven or say this is the end of the peak chapter of the series. And then everything after that is just kind of gravy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I do wonder, like, was Paul Walker really the last person that could have an honest conversation with Vin Diesel? To, like, I, keep him for, in that back, again, to, like, again,
2: the behind I the scenes. It's the stuff, gift of yeah. the curse. It's the gift and the curse, because now Vin, you know, as horrible as it sounds, eliminating Paul Walker as the part of the duo, Vin does whatever he wants. Mm. He And you're right. I think Paul Walker would be the guy going, hey, hold, calm down. We're not going to change this part. We're yep. That's that's too silly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that doesn't happen, because now Vin controls it all, and so he can do whatever he wants.
0: When, and to reiterate, too, I mean... Him burning the bridge of Justin Lin is, a, in my mind, is a pretty strong statement. Because, I mean, Justin Lin for really. Sure. He's been I mean, committed he
1: would, to this for a, while. for a
0: while. Him and Vin Diesel. Because, again, even Vin Diesel coming back at the end of Tokyo Drift. Like that. That happening was sort of the spark that really brought this franchise yep. back to the forefront. And we lost Paul Walker with seven. And now we're losing Justin Lin who I think is another really key component. It's just, I'm not saying the future ones are gonna be bad, but I think the things that I liked most about it, you know, they're going to
1: be missing from the rest of this for sure.
0: Well, um, let's wrap up, shall we? So much to talk about. Hey, let's rank the movies just for fun. New ranking, power ranking. LaJuan's got them written down. (laughs) I
1: wrote mine down during this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, five's at number one for me. Um, then seven, then six, then one, then nine, then 10. Then three, um, then um, Fast and Furious. I guess four, then Two Fast Two Furious, then Fast Eight.
0: Wow! I actually, <laughs> that's my exact ranking. <laughs> I was saying I was waiting for it to deviate so I could jump in or yeah. rear, but I was like, that is my exact ranking. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, I I, I wasn't sure if I I, I did this. I just threw in where I think X falls. Okay, so I go six, five, seven, then three, then Hobbs and Shaw, (laughs)
0: then
3: then one one. X, eight, nine, four, two. Okay. Okay.
1: Wow. He's got... Eight over yeah, nine. You have, okay. Yeah, four two or right. 3
3: I've got, I've got so eight over. Smaller. Yeah, I've got eight over nine. Uh, having rewatched them back to back, I nine has a lot of issues.
1: <laughs> sure. Nine yeah. just, yeah. Sure, and sure. I, I just, I haven't rewatched it. So. I,
0: I didn't, and it, it does have issues. I think. Uh, again, I think it was just the Justin Lin uh, comeback was what, and the action in that action. And I one
3: think the nine like, for me sure. of it is the, like the fake out of the, like, we don't have a really good vi- Like it's, it is, it's his brother, but then it, we find this out and then they switch sides and that guy, Otto like just doesn't make any oh, sense. Yeah. Like at least eight has Sh- Sh- cypher and Charlie's like consistently doing what she does throughout. So that that's, that's it uh for yeah. me. But yeah, I put X, above all of those i think one still has a a a special place did you catch the i really appreciated the the throwback to one where we get that like interior of like the engine and the flames and the nas like i i like that callback in this one like that was that was pretty cool
0: yeah one thing we didn't note about the the cinematography um i i don't i loved the the, it's like two three different times where you would start with one dragon. Yeah, that was really neat. And that I did it a couple cool. times and every time I did it, like, I, I was like, I was that's one of the few unique visual things. I was like, you know, for as many of these as you've seen, I don't think I've seen it done this way before and yeah. it, it
2: really worked for me. Hmm. Yeah. Jason? Okay, so I, I'm going to do my rankings a little bit differently. I think seven is the best in five and then I'm just going to say in a tier of the ones that are good to me. I'm going to say, and not in any particular order, but seven, five, one and two. Now I'm going to defend two to Chad just to say because it is at the time that's what sequels were. It meaning it was we had a pretty big hit. Let's just make another one and change it a little bit. They wouldn't make two like that today. Yeah. But when that movie came out in 2000. <sighs> Three or four—that's what a sequel was. So I'm gonna, and I still think if, it's kind of. I would fun. go
3: with you on that if Vin was in it, but like it, 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 it sure. felt like that '80s sequel where like we can't get Schwarzenegger again, so like let we'll just we'll just replace yeah. him with Van Dam or something.
2: Yeah, like
1: <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And, and it gets and that's the one that gets the comedy the best, I think, of all of them. That, so, well I said a it's a act- buddy
2: cop movie yeah. without Ben being cops. It's not a good yeah.
1: action movie at all, but it's a good it's well, the, the comedic bits of yeah. And that's
2: what I mean. It's at the time it was it's a black guy, it's a white guy. It weird. was John
1: Singleton directed it. Boys, right. Boys in right. the Hood director. It's, so it's like
2: it's funny and we're kind of a fish out of water. We've yeah. got this caper and we're gonna want you know ended up. Yeah. I put in enjoyable but in neutral, I put 10 And six, and then the bad movies I think are four, nine, ten, and three.
0: Oh, this in the bad ones. Three hurts.
2: Wow. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. In neutral, I want six and ten. In bad movies, I want nine, eight, uh, three and four. Okay, three. Three still. The reason I have three is because it was also at the time. So I'm kind of you know going against my own argument. Um, at the time it was, Hey, we have this, we have this IP. We don't really know what to do with it. It's a last gasp of what if we just had all new characters and put it in a different location and maybe it goes straight to DVD and maybe we just put it in the theater. And that's, that's to me when it was like, they had, they had no idea what to do with this. So they threw it out. And then Vin, the only reason they got a four was because Vin is at the end of it. If yeah. Vin's not in it, that the franchise ends at three, it's over.
0: And it was actually supposed to be straight to DVD right? at yeah, the time. And when they
2: got Vin, they're like,
0: oh,
1: it's, we got to put it
0: on the big but screen But it's now. interesting.
1: Like, you've made me appreciate three a little bit more just because it is shot probably the best of all of these. I just think that, you know, like two deviated, you know, with no Vin. So we had this weird tangent over here that felt. Connected, but not quite the same as the original and then three went even further on a tangent of its own with none of the characters until the the little button at the at the end and so it feels like the most like halloween (laughs) three of the franchise you know what i mean where it's like it's loosely connected but not really until we force it to be connected you know into the other one so like it's fine on its own but in the context of the larger story, it feels like the least like it,
3: it's the overfield paradox of the uh, of the Fast and yeah. Furious oh, franchise. Yeah. That's I, I mean I think it's been retconned in to like have a, a better place. I I kind of I, I agree with you on the like it could have been the end. You know, the thing that I would say though is what it feels like we're saying though going forward is what we want is more threes, like we we want. Uh, We want a bunch of threes that take single characters, right? Like, so if we had had been introduced to Han beforehand, it would have been a little bit of a different, but yeah. So
0: I'm just going to come in and say, here's the thing. I actually love everything about three, except for one very important thing. I freaking hate Lucas Black (laughs) in that character. I hate it. It actually, like if Han was the main character, I would probably rank in that. I think you're right. I would be much higher in my ranking. I really don't like that character. No offense to the actor. I'm sure he's he's great. He's fine. I'm it's sure just, he's wonderful. it's just, it's the, I don't like that. I don't care about that story. I don't like that character. Every time he shows back up in a later movie, I'm like, we got Han. He's the best part.
3: Le-
2: let it go. By the he's way. Bow Wow. Yeah. yeah. He yes. showed yes. up. He, <laughs> he was in nine. He was in nine as
3: well. He was in nine. He was in nine. That's right.
2: My That's last right. thought I'll give you is now just watch the driving. Han's the best <laughs> driver. Oh yeah. He is. No oh, doubt. Yeah. He's better than Dom. Oh, if yeah. you watch the, the, just the, the, as if I know what I'm talking about. If you watch technically the driving, I think Han's the best driver. <laughs> yeah.
0: Great note to end on. Ladies and gentlemen, those are our thoughts on uh, Fast X. Um, I actually have more notes, but we're yeah. just going to bypass it. This movie's silly. Uh, if I just, one fun thing, not saying you should do this. When, Whenever you can, rewatch the Stinger from F9 and then watch where they put it in Fast X. Han has a different haircut They back to the future. (laughs) yeah, It's the same show, but like he tucks his hair back, but in the last movie, he had short hair. Anyway. Yep. Fun note.
1: Yep. Uh, Wigs exist. So they did this.
0: They exactly. (laughs) And they did this. Um, Well, gentlemen, thanks so much for your time uh, on this Sunday talking about how Vin Diesel saved the Catholic Church. It's been quite the, quite the fun. Uh, where can listeners keep up with you and all the great things you're doing online and out in the world? Chad
3: Parisman. Uh, yeah, I am C. Parisman. Anywhere I want to be found, you can
2: find me pretty much anywhere under that name. Awesome. Jason Black? Uh, on Instagram, I'm flickkicks23. I do a shoe pairing with a movie, and I mentioned it on the F9 pod i'll mention it again it's only to try and get free shoes and it has not worked one of these days maybe if we start tagging vin diesel i do tag him maybe if i had more than 237 followers (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: LeRon chapman you can follow me on facebook under my name or you can follow me on letterbox for all of my reviews at black underscore Senna underscore man
0: Awesome. And of course, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd, at uh, CMasterstalk. That's letter C, Masters Talked, And you can find more of our reviews over at thecinematropolis.com or on Twitter at thecinematrop or on Instagram at thecinematrop and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thecinematropolis. Like I said earlier, lots of Dead Center coverage coming for those of you who live in Oklahoma. Uh, Ron, in fact, one of the programmers, been doing a lot of very hard work, so I encourage you to check it out over at deadcenterfilm.org. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We'll catch you again next time when we reunite with Miles Morales and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse.